Welcome to Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. On Friday, November 18th, for the first time in the history of the state of Minnesota, off-reservation land was returned to tribal hands by the state. Barbara Jean Myers has this report. The returned land, a stretch of beach along Lake Superior's North Shore outside Grand Marais, Minnesota, was once part of a larger Native settlement known as Chippewa City. The historic occasion was celebrated with a ceremony at the Grand Portage Lodge and Casino. John Morin, a Grand Portage tribal elder, was one of the keynote speakers. I heard many stories from my mother and my aunts and uncles about growing up in Chippewa City and growing up and walking on that and running and playing on the beach that we've now gotten back. So it's a very personal day for me and a, and a very historical day for the state of Minnesota, Cook County, and the Grand Portage homeland. The celebration was also personal for area historian, author, and Grand Portage tribal descendant Stacy Drulard. Like John Morin, Chippewa City was home to many of Drulard's ancestors. Nishkwa Kwansing is the Ojibwe name, which means the edge of the forest or where the trees stand, which is a very, I think, beautiful name for the place. Drulard's book, Walking the Old Road, A People's History of Chippewa City and the Grand Marais Anishinaabe, came out in 2019. And it helped raise public awareness about the sizable Anishinaabe community that once existed there. Prior to that, many in the non-Native community knew it only as Passion Pit Beach, a popular place to hang by the big lake not far from town. The book was uh, resourced using primarily interviews that I did with elders and ancestors from Chippewa City. It's a story that could be viewed as a forgotten story, but really those elders never forgot. In terms of population size, Chippewa City was substantial. The elders have said that there were 100 or so families who lived there at one time, more than 200 people, which was by far the biggest community on the North Shore. You know, in the late 1800s, the next biggest village probably would have been Duluth. (laughs) To John Morin, the relationship between tribes and the state has changed. And this land return shows that. So over the years, there's always been conflict between the state and tribes, but Over the years, the relationship has grown, and I think the state has grown to respect the history and culture of of tribes here in Minnesota. April McCormick is the secretary treasurer of the Grand Portage Band. She spoke during the ceremony. This is about acknowledging our, our ceded territory. The state of Minnesota became a state in 1858. So our treaty pre-exists statehood. And so some of us in this room might think, well, this is about Passion Pit. This is about the county. You know, this is just about Grand Portage. But I would say it's bigger than that. This could lead the way for more partnerships like this in the state of Minnesota with MnDOT and other tribal nations. And it's for that future generation The next generation was also on the mind of guest speaker Levi Brown. Brown is a member of the Leech Lake Band of Ojibwe, as well as tribal liaison to MnDOT. We get to pave a new future. We get to make choices like this that provide a different chapter that our kids get to read that when they start to write their chapter, they'll be starting from a different level. And that's why I brought my son Jack, if you could wave the folks there. That's Makoots. 
he asked why he got school out. And I said, because you're going to go listen to some, some wonderful people talk. And at the same time, I want you to see something because you're going to be responsible for carrying on and writing your chapter like this. So. Bobby Deschamps is the Grand Portage Tribal Council chairman. For him, the land return topped off a historic year of land returns across Anishinaabe homelands. To end 2022 like this for Indian country is just unbelievable. Net Lake got 27,000 acres back. Fond du Lac got Wisconsin Point back. Now Grand Portage got Chippewa City back. For Minnesota Native News, I'm Barbara Jean Myers. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.